Yo, today's QOD is surround yourself with people who believe in you. Here we go. Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Andre Norman on the show today. If you feel like you're stuck, you're trapped, things aren't going to get any better, like the obstacles are just too much, like nothing's going to allow you to get to where you want to go, you really want to tune in for this one. Because Andre Norman was in maximum security prison prison, right? But even still, he set himself a goal. He made a plan and he took advantage of the resources that were available to him, which are three things that most people never do. They don't make the goal. They don't make the plan. There's all of these resources all around us. And many of them are 100% free. And we still don't use them. So let's all be a a little bit or a lot a bit more like Andre Norman and use the tools that are available to us to get to where we want to go. It is possible. Andre Norman's coming up. When I got to the sixth grade, I figured out something. We're poor because the other kids will make fun of us. There's no meaner person on the planet than a sixth grader. I don't care what anybody says. And those sixth grade kids made fun of me for wearing dirty clothes, for wearing dirty socks, for not having, being a free lunch kid. They just kept giving me the business. I went home to my mom. I said, Mom, I don't want to go back to the school ever again. These kids are the worst. And she said, you have to go to school. And I kept going to school, and they kept making fun of me until a friend suggested, we can go to the park after school and sell marijuana and make some money. I said, count me in. So I went to the park after school, and I would run back and forth for the older kids, and at the end of the day, I'd make 30 bucks. 30 bucks isn't a lot of money, but it buys clean socks. 30 bucks isn't a lot of money, but it buys clean underwear. It pays for lunch in the cafeteria where I can hold my head up and not be checked off in a book. And, but I got on that path of negativity. By the time I got to the ninth grade, I'm in the street full time. I'm not gonna waste your time with all the wonderful, colorful stories about running around the streets of Boston getting in trouble. 18, I end up in court. And the judge started reading off sentences. Seven to 10 years, armed robbery. Nine to 10 years, I'm the salt with a shotgun. Nine to 10 years, I'm the salt with a shotgun. 10 years kidnapping, 10 years robbery, 15 to 20 years armed home evasion, 15 to 20 years armed car, carjacking, then five years federal for a gun. At 18, they put me in a car, and they drove me to the penitentiary, and they dropped me off. And when I got there, I'm gonna tell you the truth, I was scared to death. I was so scared, am I gonna get raped? Am I gonna get beat? Am I gonna get chopped up? What's gonna happen to me? And I walked in, I said, I'm just gonna fight the first dude I see, he get in the business. I don't care. He going to get it. I'm just going gonna, gonna to let them know I ain't going out easy. You have to fight for me. And I walked in the unit with my fist clenched. I'm ready to fight. I had my head do so yo, Dre. I dropped my bed where I put my hands up. It was my man Melvin from the dummy class. He said, yo, Dre, man, where you been? We all here. Stevie's here. Bobby's here. Thaddeus is here. What took you so long to get here? I was like, whoa. And I was like, all right, come on. He gave me a pair of basketball sneakers. I went out to the yard. I'm shooting hoops. 
Then the big homie came and got me, the guy I'd been marveling after since I was 12 years old. There was a guy named Dominic who lived in my neighborhood that we all looked up to. And we'd do anything to hang around Dominic. And he happened to be there, and he came to me, and he said, hey, come on with us. And he showed me how to stay alive in prison because my lawyer didn't come to the prison with me. The judge didn't come to the prison. The district attorney didn't come to the prison, but Dominic was there, and he showed me how to stay alive. I spent the next six years being a gang member, charged eight times with attempted murder, shipped to nine different states of being violent and encouraged, we're having a great time. And I leveled up to become one of the top gang leaders in the state. And I thought I was winning. My mom came to see me one time because I was back in segregation for two attempted murder convictions I picked up. And she said, how did you get in jail, in jail? I said, Mom, I'm working hard. This ain't easy. <laughs> this is some hard work. And she said, what about your trumpet? And what about your writing? I said, lady, listen, your husband was a bank robber. My daddy's a hustler. Man, you should be proud of me. I'm one of the top gang leaders in here. And she just looked at me, and she kind of cried and walked out. I said, my mom's soft. She'll come back around. I went back to my cell. And while I was in my cell, it finally dawned on me. I was a king of nowhere. I thought I had achieved some great status by taking over a prison that wasn't really mine. And I said, this is the worst. And I said, well, if I'm going to be a psychopath, this is where I should be. But if I want to be successful in my life, this is where I shouldn't be. So I said, I want to be successful. So I said, where do successful people come from? I picked a school called Harvard University. I said, I'll go home, go to Harvard to be successful. And I came out my cell the next day, and I told all my friends slash gang members, I'm going home, going to Harvard. It looked to me like I was crazy. They wanted to laugh at me, but I had a habit of stabbing people. So nobody laughed. Then my best friend pulled me to the side and said, yo, Dre, what's this Harvard stuff? I said, man, listen, I figured it out. Harvard success, I'm over this. He said, Dre, you can't go to Harvard. I said, why? He said, you're black. He said, you can't go to Harvard, you're a gang member. You can't go to Harvard, you're violent. You can't read, your parents are broke. You can't go. And I said, man, get out my way. And I realized something, I was on my own. So I went in my cell and I drafted a plan on how I was going to get from maximum security prison to Harvard University. Step one, I got a GED. Step two, I started surrounding myself with people who believed in me. Started with my GED teacher. Then it started with a librarian. Then it turned into a rabbi. Then it turned into another mentor. And I just every single day would go and just try to better myself. I learned how to read. Then I went to the law library and I taught myself the law. Good enough that I could approach a law firm to help me with my appeal. And I overturned my case on appeal. And it was time to go home. I did anger management, mental health counseling, AANA. I don't drink or smoke. I just took everything they had and I made it a benefit. That was Andre Norman. His website is andrenorman.com. You can watch today's talk on the YouTube. It is called Andre Norman went from maximum security prison to Harvard University. All right, my friend, we've got TD Jakes on the show tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. You're going to find out how you are like a grape. I'll see you then. I'm out. Peace.